0: What's going on, people? It's y'all back with another episode of the Ramblin' Mind Podcast. How are each and every single one of y'all doing today? I hope y'all are doing well. I hope your weeks are going well. I hope y'all are staying safe. I hope y'all are staying out of trouble with this whole coronavirus situation going on that don't seem to want to stop. I hope y'all are doing what you need to do to protect yourselves and your families and your families. Man, we got a lot to get into. As you guys know, we do two podcasts every single week. One podcast is focused on personal finance, helping you dominate your money and dominate your finances. And the second one is just talking about business news, the things that are happening around the business world and how that affects you, knowing how some of the decisions that are being made may affect the dollars in your pocket. And this week, or rather today, we're gonna be talking about those business news. We got a lot to get to. We got the fact that the main man himself, Warren Buffett, actually made a move that nobody expected him to make. And then we have the fact that unemployment actually dropped, which is rare good news that we don't get during this Corona pandemic time. And we have Walmart actually doing some stuff that's interesting, different, but very interesting for Walmart to do. And I have some extra topics that I'll talk about at the end. And I have one topic that kind of got me in the mood to do another rant. Y'all let me know. Hit me up on Twitter or on Instagram if I should do rants or not, because I don't know. I'm trying not to be doing rants because I don't want to be the angry guy or anything like that. But some things you see is just very upsetting and very unfortunate. But anyway, let's start right at the beginning of this. We're going to start with the fact that unemployment just dropped. Unemployment just dropped. I mean, first of all, Who would have thought that we would all know the difference between non-farm payroll, the unemployment number, the labor market, and all these other statistics that they always throw out to us every week? Who would have thought that we would actually know what each and every one of these things are? But that's the state of the world we, we live in right now. I mean, we also, nobody expected for the coronavirus pandemic to be this bad as well. So there's that part as well. So either way... It's a good thing. Like, we got good news to start off first of all to end last week, heading into Independence Day. And we had good news to start off this week. And the good news was the unemployment rate dropped from 13.3% to eleven point one percent. That was heading into Independence Day weekend, where everyone was excited about that news. That was good news, and it shot it gave a shot to the markets because it was much needed news because. Before that, we were all we we're hearing was the fact that the coronavirus was spiking. We were hearing that we had a new daily record of about 50,000 cases in the U.S. Now that has grown to about 60,000 cases with spikes in places like Florida, in places like Nevada, in places like Arizona, Texas, not in New York. New York is handling this thing very well. Georgia everywhere. I mean, over the weekend, over the Independence Day weekend, I kept on getting amber alerts on my phone. I mean, at one point I was taking a nap and I got an amber alert that woke me up. I was so annoyed that woke me up to remind everybody, hey, wear a mask, wash your hands. And if you don't need to be in a crowd, don't be in a crowd. I mean, this is something that should have been happening way before now. But of course, now that there's a spike again, everybody's freaking out. But yeah, I was getting amber alert after amber alert. And there was just all kinds of word coming out that hey we are on the trajectory to hit about a hundred thousand a day a hundred thousand cases a day which is ridiculous it's ridiculous to see where we were tapering off to and how we've just spiked back to where we were before and when the pandemic first started so it's really unfortunate and so a lot of the news that was in the markets markets were not looking so high was not looking so good but then when they came out with this unemployment number Everyone started celebrating everybody was like, oh my god, this is good news. This is good news I mean the u.s. added about 4.8 million jobs in june however that doesn't tell the whole story. That's the thing about this unemployment rate. It doesn't tell the whole story. Most of the jobs that were added back were a lot of people from their old positions. Most of the jobs were in places like hospitality, places like construction, places like uh, cleaning services, those kind of things. So some of those people that were let go of early on in the, in, in the, in, during the pandemic, which is great to see that they are getting their jobs back. But however, not everything from this unemployment can be taken at face value. Not everything from this jobs being added back can be taken at, at face value because the numbers for the unemployment and the numbers for the jobs that were added back is reported as of mid the week of June 12th. In other words, that was the week before we started seeing another spike in the coronavirus situation. And then we started seeing when we saw that spike, a lot of states in jobs and places started closing right back down. In other words, we did an about face. I mean, once there was an uptick, you had a lot of places hit the brakes. A lot of places started going in reverse because guess what? They didn't want the pandemic to start growing as massive as it was already doing. And so that unemployment number doesn't really tell us the current situation that we have in the economy right now. The problem with it is a lot of government officials are going to grab hold of that number and not do what they need to do to help people and say you know what we are recovering the the economy is recovering we don't need to do any more spending for the economy which is not good it's not good for them to do that because there are still a lot of people that are still out of work and still need those extra unemployment benefits that were given during that first cares act that was passed at the beginning of the pandemic unemployment usually is a backwards looking number but even in our current situation it's even that much worse it doesn't tell us a lot of good information so the fact is until we get the pandemic under control Every other data statistic doesn't matter. Every other data point does not matter. Unemployment doesn't matter. GDP doesn't matter. The markets don't matter because we do not dictate anything right now. The virus dictates every single thing. The virus tells us when we are going to start making progress in the economy and when we are going to be able to start bringing people back to work. Because at the end of the day, if we don't get the virus under control, people will not be able to go back to school. People will not be able to go back to work. People will not be able to do the things that they are used to doing, like going out to bars, going out to hang out with friends, going to sporting events and all those kind of things that contributes trillions and trillions of dollars to the economy. Like we always say, one man's expenditure is another man's salary. The fact is, unless we get back to the position where we have this virus under control, we will not be able to go back to normal as far as the economy is concerned. Moving on from there, the next thing I want to talk about is the main man himself, Warren Buffett. Throughout this entire pandemic, throughout this entire downturn, Warren Buffett has been quiet, except for the shareholders meeting that they had in April, I believe it was. Warren Buffett and Berkshire Hathaway have been very quiet. The only move that they have made was selling off all of their airline shares, all their airline stocks was selling off out of it. And usually, this is not what we see from Warren Buffett. Warren Buffett is known as the value investor. Warren Buffett is known that during recessions, Warren Buffett is going to bail out a company and take a major stake in that company because that's what he does he finds value where they where everybody else seems to be running away where people are scared to go invest in he finds those companies and invest heavily in them and usually he uses every financial crisis to his advantage in 1963 he acquired a major share a major stake in american express to the point now where he is the majority owner in that business because they had a fraud scandal and Buffett was able to use that as an opportunity to kind of take a good stake in American. Now, like I said, he has a majority stake in the company. In the financial crisis of 2008, Warren Buffett opened up his bag again and bailed out a bunch of banks. Now he has major stakes in Bank of America and JP Morgan, to name a few. I think he has stakes in Wells Fargo as well. So he used the financial crisis of 2008 to take major stakes, to find value and take major stakes in those banking, in those banks. So it's interesting to me and it's interesting to anybody who keeps up with investing or anybody who keeps up with any of the moves that Warren Buffett makes that he has not done anything through this entire Corona pandemic. We've all been waiting for him to make a move. We've all been waiting for him to make some kind of major acquisition but he had not done it. The only thing he had done, like I said, was sell off all his airline stock, all every single one of them, whether it was Delta, American, or Southwest, he sold out of every single one of them. A lot of people said, oh, that's a bad move, but for Warren Buffett, he's playing in billions while the rest of us are playing with singles so there's a very different margin of what moves he's made and the main reason he said that he got out of the airlines not to rehash or revisit history basically he got out of airlines because he saw that the business may never get to the same levels that it was when he bought into them so that's why he went ahead and took his losses and sold out of airlines but anyway the move that warren buffett finally made was one that uh, i'm guessing y'all may not expect because I didn't expect it. And I work in the industry that he just acquired recently. So I'm like, this doesn't make much sense. But when I look at it as somebody who works in the industry, it makes sense. So Warren Buffett re- recently, I won't say Warren Buffett because he's just the figurehead. Well, he's not the figurehead. He makes a lot of good decisions. He is the face of Berkshire Hathaway. Berkshire's Hathaway energy's, energy dis- division just acquired All of Dominion Energy's interstate natural gas transmission system. The bill was worth about ten billion dollars. This increases Berkshire, Berkshire Hathaway's Energy's market share from eight percent to eighteen percent. My God, to say Berkshire Hathaway Energy all at the same time is (laughs) is a little bit hard to put it all together. I don't know why it's so hard for me to say, but it's a little bit hard for me to put all of those words together. But anyway, basically. He bought a large or bought all of the natural gas transmission system that Dominion Energy had. Now, if you don't know who Dominion Energy is, Dominion Energy is a utility company. And their utility company in places like Virginia, I think in a lot of northeastern states, they they have a, a kind of a monopoly. Well, not kind of. It's a monopoly on energy in those regions. They're a really good utility company. Well, I want to say they're really good because I don't know anything about them. But overall, they're one of the... One of the four major utility companies in the United States. I mean, the four major ones are Duke, Dominion, Nextera, and Southern Company. Those are the four major utility companies in the United States. Uh, basically, Dominion made this deal because they wanted to get out of the get out of the natural gas business, mainly because of regula- le- regulatory issues. In other words, for Dominion being a utility that is a monopoly in that region it is regulated by the government in other words it can't increase prices without asking permission from the government every move that it makes to invest in itself it has to ask permission from the government first because it is a regulated business it's a monopoly but it is regulated by the government so any move that it wants to make it has to do it on By permission of the government, it's like going to your mom to ask her permission to drive the car and to ask her permission to change the tires and to ask anything they want to do. They gotta go ask mom. Every single move that they need to make, they gotta go ask mom. And basically, the reason why Dominion was getting out of the the natural gas business is because there's been a push, a major push from a lot of lawmakers and regulators for them to go more into renewable energies, to focus more on the renewable energy side of things and not to keep investing in their pipeline systems of natural gas resources. Now, the deal itself in and of itself for Berkshire Hathaway, if you're asking yourself the question like, wait, if utilities are moving away from owning natural gas pipelines, why would Berkshire Hathaway be buying more natural gas pipelines? Well, the trick and the beauty to it is this. In order for us to get to the point where we use renewable energy, we need a bridge to take us over. We need something to carry us through this period as we move away from coal into that period of relying on renewable energies. And plus, on top of it, we also need a backbone system in case renewables aren't producing as much energy as possible. Because one of the things that happens with renewables is if the sun ain't shining, You're not gonna get that much power if the wind ain't blowing you're not gonna get that much power the other problem is we just don't have the storage unit capacities just yet to be able to store the energies that we get from the sun or from wind energy or from any of these other renewable sources of power we don't have the battery system to store enough of those energy just yet and so in order for us to have a backbone system during the times where renewables aren't giving us enough energy to get by each and every single day that's where we have systems like, we have systems like natural gas powered turbines and those kind of things to be the backbone to the system that we need the thing about it is, although natural gas is cleaner than coal, it is not the cleanest source of power. It's still a fossil fuel at the end of the day. And to regulators, all fossil fuels might as well be the same thing. And so there's been a big push for a lot of utilities to focus more on renewable energy or on nuclear energy. One of those two to find ways to generate the power that they need to serve their communities and to serve the areas that they are in without using fossil fuels. On the other hand, Warren Buffett sees this as an opportunity for the mainstay, for this time period where we still need a lot of natural gas to be transferred from one location to another location because at the end of the day, you need that oil burning all the time. You need that gas burning all the time so we can have consistent power. And the way you do that is you transport it from wherever the natural gas resources are all the way to where. You need it for your plants and all those kind of things. So by Warren Buffett now owning those transmission lines, it means that those utilities have to pay the moving of the gas from one location to another one. So that's why Warren Buffett is moving into that business, because until we get to the point where renewables are something that we can use regularly and seamlessly, we're going to need that bridge. We're going to need that bridge of natural gas to hold us over till we get to that point. So it's pretty cool. So basically, this is also like a really small drop in the bucket for for Berkshire Hathaway. I mean, they have about $137 billion in the bank. So they just spent $10 billion on this. It literally is nothing like it's literally nothing to Berkshire Hathaway it's a good move it's a very good move for Berkshire Hathaway to increase their stake of ownership in different natural gas transmission services I mean they went from owning 8% share of all the natural gas pipelines in the United States to owning 18% think about it this way for you and I for us to put it in numbers that we can actually understand it would be like you waiting to spend about two thousand dollars in your house to upgrade your kitchen, but you've been waiting. You've been waiting and waiting because you were like, man, I need to save up more money before I spend that. Now you have about $10,000 in the bank and the Corona pandemic happened. You're at home, you're looking at it. I'm, I'm thinking about my mom right now because she just did this at our house. And now she has like a lot of reserves. So it's like, you know what? I'm gonna upgrade this kitchen because one, it adds equity to your house. In other words, it gives you more value for your house. And so it just makes perfect sense. It just makes perfect sense. And plus two, you don't have to take out any debt to buy it. So it just makes perfect sense for you to acquire that business so that you can grow your equity. It makes perfect sense for you to upgrade your kitchen because you don't have to take any debt in order to upgrade your kitchen. The last news I have for everybody is a little bit more of a fun one. It's a little bit more fun. It's a little bit more relaxed, but it's also a little bit one that made. That when I say it, you might start scratching your head a little bit. But first of all, like, is it just me or does it seem like everything we use nowadays wants to be a subscription service? Like, every single thing we use nowadays. The other day, actually, I have this app on my phone. It's a solitaire app. All I do is play solitaire. But even that wants to be a subscription service it's like every other day it pops a a pop up will show and be like hey you can subscribe for five dollars every month for you to be able to it's like what what are you talking about Like, even there are calculator apps that want to be a subscription service. Note-taking apps that want to be a subscription service. To-do apps that want to be... Everything wants to be a subscription service. Every single thing. And on top of it, isn't just me how does every subscription service have, like, a plus at the end? I mean, we have Disney Plus. We have Hulu Plus. We have Apple TV Plus. I mean, everything wants to have a plus at the end. It doesn't make any sense to me, but... We have another one to add to the group of all the pluses out there. And that one is Walmart plus (laughs) Walmart is releasing a subscription service that will be launched later on this month. It will cost you about $98. You get free same day delivery, which is pretty cool. And you also get notified of free spots in the same day delivery and you get to reserve your delivery spots. Basically, this is a move to compete against Amazon. If you were wondering like, why is Walmart coming out with a subscription service? I was wondering the same thing. Basically this is a move to compete with Amazon because the one thing that Walmart does really well when compared to Amazon is groceries. Amazon still hasn't been able to dominate the space of groceries. I think there was a study that was done that said like over 75% of people still go to stores for their groceries. I'm one of those 75%, even though I don't enter stores right now, because Rona is still around, and there's something called pickup, because your boy is not going into a store. Put that thing in the boot, I ain't got to see anybody. Peace out. Anyway, <laughs> but yeah, Walmart is going into the subscription service to have that free same day grocery delivery service. I mean, Amazon is in that game with Whole Foods, but Whole Foods expensive. So most people ain't going to shop at Whole Foods. And a study was done by Amazon that found that 50% of people who shop at Walmart also have an Amazon Prime membership. I'm one of those people as well. And so the way Walmart is looking at it is, hey, if we don't start offering this subscription service to people... When Amazon finally figures out how to reduce the cost of delivering to people, same day delivery or able to get us some cheaper items on their same day delivery thing, we're going to be losing out on a lot of money. We're finally going to be losing out on a lot of money. So it wants to beat Amazon to the, to the, it wants to beat Amazon to the punch by releasing this service. up front so people can go ahead and start signing up for it and getting free shipping on all kinds of things, especially on groceries to be delivered to your house same day. So that's the main reason they're doing it. Let me know. Are you guys going to sign up for Amazon? I mean, I said Amazon, Shh. sign up for Walmart plus because the good thing is Walmart does have a bunch of stores, so it already has all the storage facilities that it needs to be able to deliver to you really, really quickly. So that's the benefit of how Walmart is going to be able to play it and jump into that logistics game. But at the same time, with services like Instacart out there and with me being able to pick up by myself, I don't know. Like, I don't know. This is Walmart. Really, Walmart is competing against Instacart. I don't know how well it's going to turn out, but it might turn out really well because as many people do use Instacart, but you see, this is the benefit of Instacart. You have multiple different stores that you can use on instacart where walmart plus would be just walmart so i don't know how this is gonna play out for walmart it might be beneficial there might be people who actually sign up for it but we gotta wait for target to launch theirs to really know if people go sign up for these services because you know you have bougie people that want to shop at target and then you have everybody else that goes to walmart for everything that they need i.e me but anyway The final thing I have today, the final few news topics I have today, and I'm just going to speed through these ones, is some questionable moves that our government is doing, and Lord have mercy, I just, I don't know, what is up with our, the government, what is up with, we don't have leadership in this country, let's just be honest about it, and in this country, I mean the United States, we don't really have leadership, we have a bunch of people in suits that scream at each other. And the man at the very top is just... He's just there. He's just there. It's not... I mean, they came out with this... Uh, what is it? Was it ICE? ICE came out with this new rule for student immigrants that if your school doesn't offer you full online... Or, or offers only full online classes in the fall of this year, you got to bounce out of the country because they're going to revoke your immigration status. It's just so stupid. Like, you have students who are in the United States, who don't even go home for holidays, who don't go home for anything because guess what? They can't afford to just leave. So once they come to United States, they don't leave until they graduate, until they finish school, until they actually finish school. They don't leave the United States. They don't see their family for Christmas. They don't see their family for Thanksgiving. They don't see their family for anything. Like they don't see their family until they graduate from school. And now you're telling those students to figure out a way to go back to their countries. And on top of everything, the corona pandemic is still going on, which means most of these countries have lockdowns in place where you can't even travel back to those countries. So I don't... It makes no sense. And plus, you're saying that they should still take those classes online, but you're not even thinking about the time difference. Like, it just... The, the whole tweak to the law just didn't make any sense. That's why I'm so glad that MIT and Harvard are actually suing the DHC, is it DHC? I think DHC and uh, DHS, my bad, DHS, Department of Homeland Security and ICE over this, over this law. And I really, really pray that more schools and more universities sign on to sue the ICE and DHS because... I, it's just ridiculous. It really is ridiculous. And then also, on the other hand, I want a lot of schools to just kind of like bypass the laws by saying something like, oh, we're fully going to be in class this in the fall. And then they tell all their students, really, all the classes are going to be online. So you guys don't have to actually show up because we're not about to put our students and our teachers at danger because of some stupid law that is being passed by some idiots that want to say that they are actually thinking about the benefits of the people. No, you're not. You're thinking about the benefit. You're just hating. Like, literally, this law literally just shows the hate. Literally just shows hate. Like, there's there's no argument that you can tell me from this law that it is, like, beneficial for the American public. Like, there's no... Unless... I need somebody to explain to me the benefits for the American citizen because one, internationals don't get access to scholarship because they're internationals, they're not citizens. Two, they don't get access to FAFSA or any financial aid because they're internationals. Three, they actually put in about $7 billion, actually no, it's more than that, $42 billion every year from paying school fees because international school fees, in case most people don't know, is about four times the cost of in-state tuition. Two times the cost of out-of-state tuition. So I don't see the uh, I don't see the correlation between <laughs> helping the American public and the American people and the American econo- economy and kicking out a bunch of people. This is very much in line with the H-1B visa thing. It's just basically, hey, elections are coming up. We gotta do something quick. We gotta do something quick. I may not be in the office. <laughs> It's just, uh I don't know. It's just stupid. And then on the second stupid thing that's being passed this week, the U.S. is formally withdrawing from WHO. In case you don't know what WHO is, WHO is World Health Organization. Again, another stupid decision. Because if you wanted to withdraw from WHO, how about do it after we solve this corona pandemic? How about do it after we've determined how we can help every single person? It's just, again, stupid. Stupid. Makes no sense. It's like they say, common sense, I guess, ain't so common after all. (sighs) But anyway, the last one is a little bit more fun. Well, it's not really fun. TikTok might get banned in the United States. Main reason for that is, hey, China is acting a fool. All things China related is going to be really, really Brutally, and when I say brutally, I really mean brutally looked at because nobody trusts the Chinese government, especially after what they just did to Hong Kong. So, TikTok. And in case y'all don't know, follow me on TikTok. Same as all my other social medias. Follow me on Instagram. Follow me on Twitter. Follow me on TikTok. I make a lot of short form videos of quick, digestible ways for you to invest and control your finances on there. But anyway. That's all I got for y'all today. I hope y'all learned one, maybe two things out of this entire podcast, but let's do a quick review of every single thing that we talked about. We talked about the fact that unemployment dropped from, from 13.3% to 11%. This is good news, but however, it's not the best of news because at the end of the day, the report comes right before all the pandemic spikes started again, which means that the number, the unemployment number is actually a lot higher than is being indicated by this report. The second thing we talked about was the fact that Warren Buffett and Berkshire Hathaway finally made a deal and they made an acquisition of buying about buying $10 billion worth of Dominion Energy's interstate natural gas transmission system. And then finally, we talked about the fact that everybody in the grandmama has their a subscription service now and Walmart Plus is no different. Yes, I said plus because they got to add a plus two at the end because it wants to make you think that you're actually getting some benefits out of it. But anyway, and then we touched on the two stupid decisions from our government recently on in- international students and withdrawing itself from the who. It's almost like the U.S. is trying to build a great wall of the United States and do what China did, but it it doesn't work. I'm sorry. United States is built on connections. But either way, and finally, TikTok might get banned in the United States because of cybersecurity reasons. Don't tell a Gen Z next to you. They might be sad and start crying. I'm just missing. But anyway, that's all I got for y'all today. God bless each and every single one of y'all. And remember generosity is always greater than greed. I'm out. Peace.